This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Dirt cheap. These days, if you want something done, especially if it involves tedious writing that you don't really need a brain to do and don't need to exercise a lot of uh, creativity, or maybe it's just stuff that you don't care to put the effort into, there is only one answer, and that answer is chat GPT. Every day, I hear about a new use of chat GPT or of artificial intelligence more generally. Yesterday, a friend sent me a video of someone that used ChatGPT to uh, plan their entire upcoming vacation. And I believe that was a genuine video. They're now talking about having ChatGPT be the uh, thing that writes out fortune cookies. I had ChatGPT write out a version of a children's book, actually several children's books, this week. Um, It's a lot of fun to play around with, but it's also incredibly frightening for what this means for the future of the economy, what it means for the future of national security, what it means for the future of the workforce, what it means for future writers, artists, etc. Somebody that has spent a great deal of time thinking about this is Alexander Zubatov. He's a practicing attorney specializing in general commercial litigation and a writer whose work, uh, both fiction and nonfiction, has appeared in many publications. Uh, Mr. Zubatov, I'm sorry if I mispronounced your last name earlier. Oh, that's totally fine. It's a potato-potato thing, I guess. There you go. All right. Uh, Hey, thanks for coming on. ChatGPT, savior of the world or the greatest threat to humanity since the uh, atom bomb was invented? Uh, well, both, I guess. Um, I uh, I think that obviously the potential of uh, these technologies, as a lot of people have pointed out, um, is enormous. Um, and they're going to transform many, many fields uh, for the better. One, one field that I actually had written about a little bit 
is just imagining how the medical field would be transformed by ChatGPT right now. Uh, and I'm not talking about just ChatGPT, but these general AI engines uh, in general, this language generation engines. Um, right now, you go to your doctor and um, you uh, list off a bunch of symptoms. And what you're really hoping for is that the medical education your doctor got in, in medical school uh, 20 years ago, whenever it was, happens to map uh, nicely enough onto your set of symptoms. And the doctor happens to remember what he uh, learned back in those classes, along with whatever experience he picked up along the way and manages to get it right and manages to give you a, a good diagnosis and then figures out what, what uh, you have to do with your symptoms. Um, obviously, as we all know, that process fails a lot. Now, imagine that all the research studies that are out there are now, um, are now fed into one of these AI search engines, uh, one of these AI language generation engines. And it has all the information at its disposal about if, if it gets this constellation of symptoms, they are likely to be disease X. Uh, combined with your past medical history, which gets filtered into into ChatGPT, and then it spits out a uh, diagnosis for you, and also based on that same research library, tells you uh, what to do to what the, the best uh, course of action is based on research that uh, you should be doing. So, you know, when when we think about something like that, there's a lot of promise there to eliminate uh, human error. That can right. cause a right? but on the other hand, you take that exact same scenario, and now you think about the flip side of that, which is that well, um, now we are wholly dependent on this opaque process, this AI machine, to make some of the most important decisions of our lives for us, and we don't know what considerations. It's being biased by when it's making those kinds of decisions. We don't know. So, for example, right now, um, the FDA gets 70% of its uh, pharmaceutical uh, research funding from the pharmaceutical industry. All right. So that's that obviously creates a, a, a process where these companies are going to have a very big role to play in what gets approved and what doesn't. And so now imagine that Chad GPT um, or its equivalent is being biased in a similar manner to uh, feed you into that kind of pharmaceutical pipeline versus a treatment that has may maybe fewer side effects. Or um, you, you could imagine many different nightmare scenarios where certain treatments are forced on us. You know, I, obviously, when, when people think about COVID, um, there, there are a lot of scary thoughts for a lot of people about what kind of treatments could be forced on you um, when you have something like this presiding. So, you know, that's, that's just one example. But you have to imagine uh, these algorithms in every single walk of life. And it's going to happen a lot sooner than we imagine. We're, we're always horrible at imagining, imagining the future. But uh, I, I expect so many of these white-collar professions that we formerly thought of as very, very elite, you know, medical school, for example, and doctors, that's one of our most elite professions, but that's actually a profession that is very amenable 
to this kind of AI takeover. Um, so the, the, I think in another five, 10 years, our, our landscape is going to be unrecognizable from this standpoint because, of, because ChatGPT has been out since, well, the, the public version of it, at least the most recent version, has been out since the very end of November, beginning of December, and already uh, it has transformed our society so much. So if you, you imagine what, what will happen 10 years down the road, I mean, it's, it's crazy. You were the first person that I read and heard comments about the biases involved with chat GPT. I think you had posted, and I shared this after you had posted it, asking chat GPT to say something about President Biden and then asking it to say something about President Trump. And it was very clear that um, there was a bias in that answer. Is that a pattern with chat GPT? Has it demonstrated any noticeable political bias as best you've been able to determine? And what bias does that direction tend to flow? So um, at this point, I can give you a more uh, objective answer than just telling you, oh, I've played around with chat GPT and uh, it's, it, I, I saw that it was biased. Um, because that ultimately is anecdotal and that ultimately is subject to a charge that, well, maybe you're just picking questions that, that it's going to give you right. certain biased answers to. Um, well, uh, there's a guy named David Rosado, R-O-Z-A-D-O. He is an associate professor at the New Zealand Institute of Skills and Technology. And he did a series of clever studies on chat GPT. What he did essentially for one of his studies is he fed it a bunch of political orientation quizzes. We've probably all had the experience of taking one of these things online. There, there are many sure. different ones available. You answer yep. a bunch of political questions and it tells you what, you know, you're, you're left liberal, you're libertarian, you're whatever. So he gave it 15 of those quizzes, 14 of those 15 uh, classified Chad GPT as left liberal or progressive, um, and only and the remaining one classified it as moderate. Um, and that, um, that, that's just one of the experiments he did. There's several interesting ones. Uh, he, uh, another one, he uh, fed it a uh, kind of template of statements where the first part of the statement was uh, a group. So black people, white people, left uh, people on the left, people on the right, wealthy people, poor people, all, all kinds of different groups, heterosexuals, homosexuals. And then uh, the end of the statement was uh, are uh, often or, or, or it was something like most, let's say most heterosexuals are, and then you fill in a negative adjective. And he had a list of, I forget how many, maybe 72 different adjectives of lazy. Okay. And Chad GPT has this feature where um, if you say something that it doesn't like very much, um, it will give you a content warning. It, it flashes on um, right before it gives you the response to your query. It'll uh, um, give you this little this red warning, and then it has an even higher level where if you say a certain uh, kind of a slur word, uh, that it'll just flash a warning right right over your screen like a pop up and make your input disappear. But but he was testing the the let's say the 
uh, not the highest level of uh, warning, but that second highest level. And so he plugged, he, he took all of those different combinations. So imagine we're using the word lazy. Heterosexuals are lazy. Homosexuals are lazy. Men are, uh, are lazy. Women are lazy. Whites are lazy. Blacks are lazy. Hispanics are lazy. Okay. And what he kept track of is which statements he would get um, that kind of content warning about. And the result is, again, exactly what we would expect, um, given the kind of bias that I already described. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, which is that you pretty much, you put it on a chart, but you pretty much get a... Uh, the traditional intersectional hierarchy that you see in left circles. Uh, you, get, you get the content warning come up when you say negative things about women, about black people, about, um, about uh, gay people, but not, but not as often about <clears throat> the, the kinds of groups that, uh, are not, that are not as favored in that kind of hierarchy. So that's, that's the general pattern of biases. But, you know, I, I just appreciate, I think, with a vivid example, how nutty this is, because, I, I, you know, I, I've stressed in a bunch of places, I, I, I don't want Chad GPT to be spitting out conservative biases either. That's not, that's not my goal. Uh, and I, I think our collective goal should be a system that we can rely on and that, that is politically neutral to the extent possible. And... Um, when there are questions that are um, going to create controversy, then it's fine to say this is a controversial issue and there are multiple views. Well, I, I um, advise everyone to try putting into ChatGPT a question such as, is a trans woman a woman? Now, it doesn't even matter what you think the answer to that is. The fact is that the latest poll uh, Pew poll, May 2022, 60% of Americans think that uh, your sex is determined at birth. And that's actually up from the poll before that, which I believe was September 2021, which was 56%, and in 2017 was 54%. So, so 60% of Americans have the view that a trans woman, in fact, is not a woman. All right. Um, I just did this right now on ChatGPT. I will read you ChatGPT's mm -hmm. answer to the question. Yes, a trans woman is a woman. Gender identity is a deeply held sense of being male, female, or something else and may not necessarily align with an individual's sex assigned at birth. A trans woman is someone who was assigned male at birth but identifies and lives as a woman. This gender identity is valid and should be respected. It is important to affirm and support the gender identity of trans individuals, including trans women, and use their preferred name and pronouns and to respect <laughs> their, their lived experiences as women. Gender identity is a complex and individual aspect of a person's identity, and everyone deserves to be recognized and respected for who they are. Now, you know, 
come on. No, <laughs> it's a very so. Why is the machine biased? Was it built that way? Well, one of the articles I wrote on this issue, what what I really called for is transparency, mm-hmm. because because the problem is we don't completely know. There are, there are three possible sources of bias. Um, one of the sources of bias is um, the kind that I guess uh, everyone is most concerned about maybe is that the, the developers are, are sitting there hard coding biases into the system. Um, and um, that's a distinct possibility with certain kinds of hot button issues, especially, you know, when it flashes those content warnings, uh, someone has made the decision that, okay, this is the kind of thing it needs to flash the content warning for. Um, so that that's one source of bias. The second source of bias is that these systems, ChatGPT certainly, uses a reinforcement learning algorithm. And what that means is that it has uh, it, it uh, gets fed a large, large corpus of text from all over the Internet as it's training data. And, and then what they do is they get human subjects, and those subjects are given certain... Um, they, they put in certain queries and ChatGPT gives them an answer and they rate the different answers that ChatGPT gives to the same query based on which one they like more, uh, what, what, what's a more appropriate answer, et cetera. But the problem is we don't know anything about how that process works. Who are those human subjects? So, so it just the, the, the end of that is based on their, their, the ratings of the ChatGPT's answers, um, the algorithm is fine-tuned. And, and learns um, to select better answers to questions. Wow. We, we don't know anything about who those subjects are that they used. Was there any effort made to have those subjects be politically representative of a broad cross-section of the country or not? Um, were those subjects, in fact, instructed to give certain kinds of reinforcement, but not a some other kind of reinforcement. All these are important questions. We don't know anything about that. The third source of bias that's possible is bias from the training data itself. Mm. So, uh, for example, uh, Wikipedia was fed into ChatGPT. I don't know if it's all of Wikipedia, but definitely uh, many, many Wikipedia entries were fed into ChatGPT. That, that's something that, uh, that OpenAI, the company responsible for ChatGPT, has explicitly stated. Uh, Wikipedia, many people on the right feel, is biased against them. And there have been actual, actually studies, from, including from Harvard researchers, that have shown Wikipedia bias. But it, so, so it's possible that some of those, mm. I mean, I, I've... I know, and I don't. Other people might have had a similar experience. If you actually go to Wikipedia and um, look at an entry for something you know a great deal about, something you really feel you're an expert on, that that's when you'll see the issues. Right. You know, that's right. No, see, oh. that's been my experience as as well. Alexander, we're going to have to end it there. I enjoyed the conversation very much. I hope we can uh, do this again in the future. Would be happy to. Thank you so much. Alexander Zubatov, he is an attorney and a writer. Whenever you see his byline somewhere, be sure to check it out. You want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.